0: One, two, three, four. You're listening to Highlights from the Creative Processes interview with Carmen Maria Machado. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. When people talk about speculative fiction, at least the way that I've heard it described, is usually in kind of an adjacent way to sci-fi or fantasy or magical realist traditions. If they're all neighboring areas of fiction? Do you know where you might place yourself or, or what you seem to be most interested in?
1: Yeah, people ask this a lot. I, mean, I feel like a magical realism, people use that word to describe me a lot and magical mm. realism I think is actually a super specific tradition You know, that originates in South America and has a connection to colonialism and it has a very certain sort of history that I feel like is not necessarily true for me. So I would say I write liminal fantasy, I'd say I write surrealist work, I'd say I write... Literary fiction, I'd say I write horror. I feel like horror is probably the genre that speaks to me the most. I'd say horror is the genre that I, I guess, feel the most affinity towards nowadays.
0: How would you define the horror genre?
1: I would say, depending on the subgenre it can have lots of different rules, so it's it's not quite like other genres, you know, because there's certain genres where the, the nature of the genre is that there are certain rules, not expectations the readers can have, and with horror, it really depends on, like, is it a ghost story? Is it a demonic possession story? Is it, like, a serial killer story or home invasion or a folk horror or whatever? But on the other hand, I think there is sort of a sense of structure that horror possesses, a sort of uneasiness, sort of tapping into certain fears of viscerality, the use of shock and surprise and disgust and unease and the uncanny, a sense of tension. which could also be used to apply to, like, a thrillers or whatever, but I feel like the tension is also the creation of suspense and sort of the constant sort of, mm-hmm. like, tightening of that of that vibe is part of it as well.
0: I guess as an educator and someone who came out of an MSA program, uh, what do you see as the relationship between instruction and mentorship? in teaching writing and writing as a craft and as a practice that you engage in personally?
1: Yeah, I mean, I find teaching, I mean, teaching is interesting because it, it does sort of physically make writing harder in the sense that it's like a thing I have to do in which I'm not writing it a lot of my time and energy. And so in that way, like teaching is kind of hard, you know, and I think academia is harder on writers in that way and artists, you know, when you have to teach and also like participate in your practice perform your practice. But on the other hand, you know, I actually really love teaching because when I teach, I have to articulate ideas in very clear ways. And I've definitely, like, worked through some issues I was having with my own work because I had to articulate very carefully and clearly to a student like, something that they had asked about. And
0: I find that very helpful. And so I was wondering if you were thinking about your work while you are writing sections where you almost seem to serve as a historian.
1: Oh. I mean I feel like, you know, so much of this book is about trying to pull together narrative threads that have not been pulled together before, create a kind of history. And I think what scared me about writing this book was that I worried that I was not sort of sufficiently, I was not a historian, I'm not a historian by trade, Mm -hmm. so that I was these failing in ways that I couldn't even begin to foresee,
0: and that's extremely scary. Obviously, your work also has, I mean, it's horror, it's got topics that people wouldn't normally think of as beautiful, What draws you to that combination.
1: I mean, I feel like for me, that is the sweet spot, is where the beautiful and the grotesque meet each other. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. And I think making people or encouraging people to look at certain ideas that are horrifying because you make it beautiful and interesting. That's the process, right? That's what it's about. That's what it is to write this sort of work. And I feel like that for me, like that, like that sort of intersection of like beauty and pain and humor and darkness is just like some, I don't know, for me, it's like a sweet spot. It's just like the most interesting place. So I love Residencies. I actually find them incredibly helpful. I did two last year Toward the memoir, and it was actually really hard because I, it was very difficult to be in the wilderness alone by myself, which normally is a thing that I would love while writing such difficult material. I really struggled with that. And that was, yeah, that was hard. But I generally find residencies very helpful and useful while also they are like creepy and interesting. And obviously, like, I mean, setting a horror story at a residency just seems like uh, as obvious as any. Like, obviously, <laughs> that's what, like, how could you not? You know, <laughs> like, it's just like a perfect setting for it in every way, shape, and form. And so, so yeah. And I, d- I do a bunch of residencies. Like, I write in the memoir. I write about the Malay colony. I write about Yaddo. I write about the uh, Hedgebrook. I write about a bunch a bunch of others, too. The Worlds from in Oregon called Playa that I did. So, yeah. So, you know, I find, I find residencies very helpful and useful because I feel like I get very distracted in my day-to-day life because I've got, like, so much stuff going on. And it's really helpful to me just to have open space in front of me so I can work especially if you're yeah. teaching as well. I mean, I think I was really interested in the fact that like you could write about a haunted house in a way in what, where the house did not sort of fit into this particular, like it wasn't like a creepy rambling old mansion. You know, it, it, nobody had died there. It was just a house. It was a very ordinary, relatively modern, sort of run down house. And I think thinking about the house and all of it's a of accompanying metaphors. I don't know. The, it just seems like a really perfect, of intersection of it. so many of these ideas about domesticity and queerness and comfort and relationships and also mm-hmm. like fear and isolation and control and you know houses have doors that lock and they have windows that open and that let the light in and like both those things are true and so I don't know the house is just sort of the perfect space I feel like it's sort of about like, creating spaces and creating opportunities and, you know, acknowledging your own insufficiencies and the ways in which, you know, we're doing our thing as our generation, but, like, there's one that's coming and they're going to be doing things differently than we do and we need to mm-hmm. listen to them. I feel like there's so much to be said and also, like, part, you know, you have a space to, like, impart your wisdom and, like, what you've learned sort of from your
0: experience. We've hoped you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.